Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this special edition podcast. I am your host, Pastor Chris. I am joined with Pastor Mark and, wait for it, Peter Hill. I'm back. back with us. I'm back. Pastor Cue the Peter applause. Hill. Thank yeah. you, yes, Pastor Peter Hill. We are going to discuss a number of different questions here uh, in this episode, primarily focusing around uh, this last year, year of changes. Uh, we're going to ask Pastor Mark a couple of questions related to uh, his last year in this uh, role as our uh, lead pastor. It's been a year. Uh, I still kind of say they're our new lead pastor, but I mean, when do you really drop the new because he's been here long enough? I don't know. That's a good question. You can chew on that over your oatmeal this morning. But, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting too early getting into this whole uh thing but it's fine um but uh, most of our questions are, are gonna uh, be directed at pete because we're interested as uh his host church home church where he grew up uh learning about how god is using him where he's at and so we're interested to dig into this last year and what god has, has taught him and done through uh, his first year of ministry and even second year of marriage Whew. Yeah, I'm getting old. You are getting old, man. Two years. You're getting pretty Crazy. scruffy. Our listeners can't see that scruffy beard on your face. Good. Um, but, that, was, uh, that was good to be gone for Sunday. But oh, now, now everyone knows. Well, now uh, everybody knows. For those of you listening on, on Monday or later, this is Saturday morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> can't you anyway. tell by our voices? <laughs> yeah, a little deeper. <laughs> so let's start off with... Uh, what we like to call the softball question and just ask you, what have you enjoyed the most over this last year in ministry and marriage? Oh, uh, you threw the caveat of ministry and marriage. I was going to yes. say, um, you were going to say marriage. I'm in two softball favorite. leagues. That's, that's what I enjoy. Uh, but that's not necessarily ministry or marriage. Um, no, it's, uh, it's uh, been a good year. Um, Technically, I'm year and like two months now, so mm. I'm I'm a little bit more uh, seasoned in my uh, right. <laughs> in my transition. So I know it's been good. Uh, it's probably the thing I've enjoyed the most uh, is this is probably my answer for a couple of different things, but uh, just the building of relationships with different people, uh, just being with um, uh, just new new people. Uh, I went over to Ottawa Center Chapel, uh, not knowing anyone uh, really. Um, and so just being able to uh, be immersed in the in the community there and in the uh, just uh, meeting different people and, and being uh, near different people uh, it was just it was a good experience. Um, everyone was very welcoming and um, we've been able to build friendships uh, throughout it and uh, it's just been just been a good experience um, that we've had uh, Ali and I both have had um, at Ottawa Center Chapel and so we've been very thankful um, that there was such a good church community that we could come into and just uh, fit right in. And so that's been uh, really, really uh, good and, I guess, enjoyable. The other thing is that I have a uh, five-minute commute that I just walk to the church. Yes. So that's uh, really nice. I can just wake up in the morning and walk over. And uh, it's the only traffic. I, I do have to do the traffic sometimes. There might be a tractor in the road. Sometimes there's deer, crossing too. crossing deer. I yeah, was thinking yeah, when yeah, the corn's up, right? Yep. So uh, that's a battle sometimes. But for the most part, it's enjoyable. <laughs> Suffering, suffering yes. for Jesus. Suffering, yes, exactly. Do you yeah, go to work with a you know twelve gauge or something like that, just in case you get the the passing buck? Not yet, okay. um, but it's uh, give it a, give it a month and then maybe okay. a month or two, right? It's uh, yeah. November. November. Do you wear your a bright orange jacket to work then in the morning? 
I might, I might throw on a little camo hat or something, you know. But uh, they're they're running pretty quickly, so oh yeah, I won't be out there too long. Nice. Good, good. All right. Uh, some of the enjoyments. Let's uh, flip the coin to the other side. What might uh, be one area that has proved challenging over this last year, this first full year of, of pastoral ministry yeah, for you? Yeah. Um, well, again, uh, it is good to be with new people, but it's also a challenge to be with new people. And so um, I'm there with uh, Pastor Bob Porterfield. Uh, he's the, the senior pastor there. And uh, it's been... Not it's it's been not challenging I guess but it's been um, different to kind of uh, see how I fit in um, with his skill set and just learning to see his spiritual gifts and where he excels at and then uh, identifying my own spiritual gifts still and finding out um, what it's like to be a pastor and what it's like to serve and then melding those two and and fitting underneath him and um, just different ways that that I can serve the church. Uh, without taking away from him and that, that that I can still use my spiritual gifts at and excel. And so that's, uh, I mean, you, you can call that challenging, I guess, but it's just been um, a learning experience really and, and seeing how that fits and seeing how uh, church ministry works with, with different people. Um, I mean, I've been with, with you guys uh, and, and Pastor Wigan growing up for 20, 21 years, 22 years. And um, there's always been a, a longstanding relationship between you guys. Uh, I know Pastor Chris, you came in little bit later but it's still been what, what eight seven eight nine years now five wow it feels like seven eight nine feels like i've known you for a long time <laughs> yeah the the building of relationship feels like i've known you a long say, time it just goes to show the depth of, yeah. of our interactions over yeah. the last five years and it's felt Sweet. longer we've had uh, a lot of time in the office and stuff i mean even thinking about yeah. that with pastor mark it's been five years but uh, you know i've known him a lot longer than that but not really in this context so yeah i can see how that feels longer yeah but just the uh just the the new relationships um while they've been good it's it's just been i mean it's always a challenge when you meet new people and and finding out about them and uh, especially in the working of ministry um just how we can work together to best uh best uh serve the people of of god and that's yeah it's been challenging but it's been fun it's been a good experience um throughout awesome um Thinking through ministry, in, in your reference being here for a little while, you were a, uh, a kid, a teen, and shifted over for about uh, two and a half, three years as uh, an intern in various um, aspects. How has being in more of a full-time-ish ministry, I, I mean, it's kind of a part-time ministry and part-time school, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're in ministry now yourself. Uh, in a pastoral role, how has that affected your walk with the Lord versus getting up to that point? Or has um, it? No, yeah, it, it definitely has. Um, if anything, it's deepened it. Um, just, I mean, how could it not with um, just being in the Word every day? Uh, and, and let's couple that with seminary, uh, just learning so much. Hmm. Um, it, it forces you to um, study, and it forces you to learn, and... Um, I mean, God's word is good, and and studying it, and learning it has helped deepen. Um, probably the the best thing though that's happened though is is the it's not forced to pray, but just wanting to pray for the people of the church, mm-hmm. and wanting to pray uh, for our ministries, and and learning how to pray for those people differently and deeper, uh, and and that's really uh, got a shot in the arm with ministry. Is um I just feel like I have time to pray. I guess like that's like a duty of the office of of a pastor is to pray, and yeah. so I feel like. 
I set time aside in my office now that, that I can sit down and pray for an hour or it's not always an hour, that's for sure. But I can just take time out of my day and, and, and pray through the, the church list and, and pray through our uh, prayer list and, and pray through our directory for just for people and different things. And uh, I think that's been uh, probably the biggest impact uh, has been has been just the time and, and learning how to pray and pray effectively for people. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely been something I've found enriching over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've done, in, um, but over this last uh, year or so, it's something that Pastor Mark's really challenged me with. Um, and then going through the book of Acts right now, we just recently covered uh, the kind of responsibilities of a pastor in, in the sense of uh, dedication to the preaching of the word and prayer. Uh, and so, yeah, I tend to find the, the most enriching days that I have as a pastor, the days that I've actually spent significant time in prayer for our people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that develops and builds relationships with our people yeah. uh, even more so um, because you're you're constantly thinking about them and their their needs, their struggles, their successes, and, mm-hmm. and uh, praying yeah, for, for sure. those and uh, being excited for those. Um, so awesome. Pastor Mark, do you want to weigh in on uh, any of those questions for yourself? You've uh, been here for 17, 18, almost wow. 19 years, if you include the internship and, and youth ministry and so on. Um, but uh, looking back just over this last year, things have been different for you. You've had a different focus, different role. And um, so, I mean, we've asked Pete, you know, things you've enjoyed that have been challenges uh, and how uh, this ministry has affected your walk with the Lord. So I can kind of throw those three all to you at once, uh, but just kind of how are things been a little bit different and, and how has that been uh, good for you and maybe challenging? Yeah, I think the, one of the ways that I've tried to explain it was what I thought I would enjoy, I enjoy more. What I thought might be challenging is more challenging. <laughs> and so on the, the enjoyment part, uh, the preaching has been um, more enjoyable than I I I knew it would be. Uh, I, I thought I would like it, but I like it more. Um, it's been more. Um, uh, I've I've learned. You know, obviously, the teacher always learns more mm-hmm. uh, than than the student. Uh, I think, but uh, so obviously on a personal level, it's been it's been good. Uh, the study has been uh, enjoyable to study, which. Uh, if you knew me, uh, when I was younger, that, that would seem strange that there would be such joy in study, <laughs> uh, but God, God does work. We're all in progress. And, and so that's why we don't count uh, anybody out and what, what we are is not what we will become. And mm-hmm. the old Newton quote that says, uh, I'm not what I I ought to be. I'm not what I hope to be. I'm not what I will be. But thank God, I'm not what I was. Yeah. yeah. And so, man, I'm I'm so thankful that's true for for me too. But uh, so so yeah, that that's one of the areas of of uh, a lot of enjoyment uh, for me this past year. That uh, a, a change. You know, I wasn't carrying that kind of preaching load. Obviously, uh, challenging. I mean, th- there's just uh, there's many challenges that were new to me. Um, so getting your arms around how to do certain things that, that this office, uh, requires, uh, at our church, the, the type of ministry that, that this, 
this position um, calls for. Uh, there, there are administrative tasks that were just new to me. That things, things that I've, I've not had to think about, and not had to mm-hmm. uh, try to learn yeah. how to do before. And, and so, uh, Pastor Wiggins did such a good job with a lot of those things, and so uh, they ran pretty smoothly. And, uh, and you kind of don't know what's behind the scene when you're not behind the scene. Mm-hmm. As much as I worked here for yeah. uh, all those years, you know, there's things that he did that. I didn't know how he did it or what he was doing, and so there's there's been a learning curve for me on some of on some of those things. Um, but as far as the effect that that's all had on my walk with the Lord, I guess one of the things sometimes I I wonder about the the, the challenges, particularly if um, and this isn't to make light or to uh, make it seem worse than it is, but when, when Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh, um, I do wonder if God uh, allows um, difficulty and even um, brings some measure of 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 uh, struggle, uh, opportunity for growth, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're not talking about sin. Obviously, God doesn't tempt us to sin, but but just. So, so some uh, measure of responsibility that 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 leads us and, and, and causes us to say, "I need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually can't do this on my own. Yep. Uh, I actually am, am not going to make it without him." Um, I, I wonder, you know, I, I, most of us, and I'm certainly in this camp, would rather the road to be very smooth oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and even even a little bit of a, a descent would be nice <laughs> no 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 real effort involved and uh the, the road to be paved and you know whatever and yet that's not a, a that's not real life mm-hmm. and certainly is not ministry <laughs> pastoral <laughs> ministry and so um whereas i would have been able to tell you those things a year ago uh factually or intellectually um, I know them on a more experiential level mm-hmm. today than, than I could have ever known them um, a year ago. So um, I still struggle with with saying, you know, I, that's good. Like the thorn of the flesh is good in the sense that it's making me more dependent on God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still, you know, probably am with Paul and saying, could you please remove that? Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul only asked three times. I think I've maybe exceeded that uh, at least in my heart i've exceeded that uh whether i've verbalized that to the lord is irrelevant because god knows but uh yeah so i guess those are a couple things so we call the groan zone at camp right sure right. yeah it's right. the spot where you you grow the most your ow uh, but it has the most groaning yeah. uh, involved with it too and, and growing is is there's tough. Some, there's it's some a pain. struggle. Yeah. There's pain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it, it's good for us. It's good for us. Yeah. Speaking of of pain and growing, all three of us are in master's level classes. We're taking advanced uh, classes for our uh, master's degree around this table. We are. And, uh, we are. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you are going for your MDiv, Pete. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Are you enjoying it? Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going for my Master's of Divinity, and it has a really cool title. So uh, there's that's one thing about it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Grand Rapids Theological Seminary for it. Uh, formerly, um, well, it's it's Cornerstone Seminary, so over in Grand Rapids. 
Um, so a little plug for them. But no, it's uh, it's it, it's to all four of you that are listening. Yeah, if you have, yeah, if you need to go to seven children or grandchildren, <laughs> yes, they do offer online courses. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's been challenging for sure. Um, but it's challenging, uh, work that is, uh, extremely beneficial. And so, uh, looking back at, like, I just, I took Greek recently and, uh, we'll be taking Greek for the next three years as well, looking at New Testament and, uh, just, I mean, it's been fun to learn Greek, but now I have to learn Hebrew as well. Yeah. And so, Old uh, Testament stuff. Yeah. And then Hebrew is still a, a, a live language as well, yeah. and um, so there's a lot more. They're a lot more strict about how it's used and pronunciation and, and speaking it. And so uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, that I never thought I'd be in a position. I thought you guys, you know, you guys never learned Greek or Hebrew. So I thought hey, maybe yeah, I could I, skate by. I, I had a year of Greek in college, uh, okay, but, never, but never mind. It's gone now. Yeah, <laughs> I was a camp ministry major. We didn't need any, any languages at that point. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Pete, since you you were uh, you have a business undergrad degree, mm-hmm. h- yeah. how how have you felt like moving into the uh, the master's program? How did you feel prepared? Did you feel? Um, I mean, we we tried to do some things yeah. here yeah. Um, to be somewhat helpful to you, but but not having. Um, some of the the Bible college mm-hmm. type of yeah. of uh, prerequisites, if you will. Yeah. How has that how has that transition been for you? I mean, you don't know the difference, but I mean, yeah. have you felt? Yeah, I, I guess in the Greek, we were all on the same level sure. going into students, yeah. and so that was helpful. Um, but for some other classes, uh, just being in academia, like yeah, I was a little bit I think behind. Um, for better or for worse, I mean that's just what it was. Uh, but on the practical ministry standpoint, I felt like I was um, on par, uh, if yeah. not ahead, just because of the experience I've had. But yeah, yeah. yeah academically, um, I feel yeah, I feel like it was a bit, they were using these big words that I didn't know, and right. um, that could have been just the professors. Uh, but um, and even just some of the reading, uh, having to to learn some new things in order to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was helpful. Some of the books I read here were assigned. Uh, and, and my classes, okay, and okay. so I was able to double dip a little bit, and yeah. um, and and read those again, and those were helpful. Yeah. Um. So, I guess, yeah, it was it was good and bad. I guess uh, and being being prepared. Um. I felt like I was able to talk about it uh, very practically in, in the layman's terms. I guess you you would call it in the mm-hmm. academic world. Um. But using those big uh, fancy ten dollar words in, in theology and, and those kinds of discussions, um. It was. Yeah, I was behind, and um, but we worked through it. And yeah, are still working through it. Yeah. So for those that are just listening in, um, a few years ago when Peter felt the uh, sense the call of God to pursue uh, ministry, the question of should he go to Bible college now? Uh, should he move on to seminary after that? Should he wait and go to seminary and finish his bachelor's at mm-hmm. Saginaw Valley and and so after prayer and counsel and um, et cetera, he finished his degree at, at uh, Saginaw Valley. And while he was doing that, he was with us um, mm-hmm. doing kind of a quasi-internship for a few years. and um, Not a full-time thing, but, but a kind of a part-time, half-time, 
quarter time or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, part Whenever of you have time. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Part of that was that we were trying to give him some measure of preparation that he could have uh, some footing when he gets to seminary. So there was required reading, and mm-hmm. we went through systematic, uh, Ryrie's systematic uh, theology book that is uh, pretty pretty yeah. substantial yeah. I mean, for that's what bible colleges uh, tend to well, our our bible college uh, used um baptist bible formerly um <laughs> and uh yeah so so that was we were hoping that would be somewhat helpful we knew that we couldn't provide a college experience for you yeah. uh, or a bible college level education or you know the academic side of things of writing uh, the types of papers you would need to write. Yep. Um, but even just trying to get your own thoughts down about systematic theology, which we, we, we worked through a little bit, mm-hmm. um, we were hopeful that that would be at least a measure of help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it has. It has uh, really helped. Um, I mean, just understanding that basic systematic. I mean, I was, that was my first year I did it too, and so I was a bit, a bit green and in, in even going into it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, no, those, those truths have held on and I've still go back and reference Ryrie a lot and and what I do. And so those things, those things are helpful. Awesome. Um, so thinking through seminary and, uh, what you've been learning, how have, how has what you have been learning, um, kind of carried over and helped you in pastoral ministry? Um, I know when we're younger and we're going to school, the application of a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff isn't always readily uh, available, but uh, being in ministry and doing school, I personally have found I learn a lot better because mm-hmm. I can apply immediately yep. a lot of what I'm yep. doing. So talk to us a little bit about uh, the things that you're learning and how you're able to kind of uh, directly apply that to ministry now. Yeah, so the like the Greek and the language is more of a, a delayed gratification, um, whereas that's going to pay off later and down the road yeah. uh, as we learn to study that more and more and get more comfortable with it. But, but a lot of my other classes, um, like my hermeneutics class, uh, how we study the Bible, um, I don't know if they've paid off directly, uh, but just in my own personal study and my own uh, personal understanding of the Bible and the truths that it holds um, has greatly impacted um, my ministry. And so that means I'm, I'm studying the Bible differently. I'm, yeah. I'm taking more serious the, the different genres of Scripture, the, how we look at history versus how we look at poetry and how we look at narrative and how we look at the Gospels and understanding more of the context. And I think that's been probably the most helpful is just the learning of, of yeah. different cultural contexts that exist uh, in Hebrew culture and in uh, Babylonian culture and in, and in um, turn-of-the-century Jewish culture. And so... Uh, or turn of the millennium Jewish culture. And so I uh, just, yeah, understanding more uh, context and background and um, more of like the, the dirty details and the fundamentals of of how we study the Bible, how we even got the Bible uh, too was um, very illuminating um, and how the Holy Spirit works through that um, and how the Holy Spirit works through His Word. And um, just some of those um, just details that uh, we can kind of gloss over, I guess, in, in church ministry, we were more focused on not that we're not focused on the, the deep theological truths and, and um, getting those right, because we are. We are focused on doctrine. Um, but there's also another pull to do um, people and, and focusing on people and focusing on community. And so um, I feel like I'm, I'm in a great spot of blending the, ac- the academic and, and blending the practical. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's, it's a good spot to be in. And, um, yeah, it's been very, very helpful. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of feel like that a lot of what you learn, whether it's in seminary or 
even your own study is mm-hmm. though not seen by all yeah. uh, is underpinning what is seen yeah right so greek or hebrew or hermeneutics or homiletics mm-hmm. or systematic the- whatever it is like maybe you don't get up at the pulpit and say yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> hermeneutically speaking <laughs> right. da 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 or you know this is how i'm supposed to say this homiletically or, or whatever i mean yeah. but it's informing and it's underpinning it and it's it's holding you know it's it's framing everything yeah. and um and so for you know you know, Pastor Chris and I, I mean, as far as our schoolings goes, like the same, the same is true. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's always true. And that's one of the reasons why we want to value ongoing education for yeah. all of us is that, you know, it, it, we continually need to be growing mm-hmm. and continually need, need to be, you know, kind of held up by, by what we're learning and, and moved along and, 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 uh, uh, for the sake of our own, you know, spiritual growth our own growth as a pastor and for the good of our church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a win for everybody. Yep. And so, I mean, your, your direct application into ministry, um, at, at Ottawa center is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. And so it is one of the advantages of working at a church and going yep. to school. Yep. So, so that's awesome. Yeah. I think just one more of the perks of, of being at seminary right now is just the, the influx of new ideas that I'm getting. Sure. Um, because I mean, here, and and it's good that I was here and and study the doctrine that we have. But um, different people have different different things, and um, and different people believe different things. And so it's uh, even just understanding um, that there are different ideas, that there are different um, just thoughts on on biblical theology, and that uh, those people still love Jesus, and that those right. ideas are still valid. Like there's. Right. We could, I, he could argue just as I could argue um, different points, and um, that's just been interesting and, and just good to see and good to hear um, and just learn from, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that's been that's been thing. Another thing that's been um, interesting, but but enjoyable for sure. Yeah. So ministry and schooling, Pete, you've got uh, kind of three things. We haven't really talked, uh, you know, marriage. I mean, you, you've been married for, for two years now. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, I know for myself and Julie and, and kind of getting married, switching ministries, and now even adding in another element with Mackenzie and then school. Kids. I mean, there's a lot of, of things with that. And as soon as I fig- thought I figured out ministry, mm-hmm. then Julie came along, and then I th- thought i kind of figured out how ministry works with marriage and then kenzie came along and i'm thinking maybe we're figuring that out then the cow or the the masters this stuff those are a lot of balls to be juggling all at once you know and so just thinking through for you in this early stage of, of marriage and ministry and school uh talk to us just a little bit about how have you been able to balance that what does life look like uh with all of that stuff going on busy yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's uh i don't know if i have it all right either uh but i think the thing that's been most helpful uh, is when i was interning here uh it was um extra it was an extracurricular activity and so i was going to school full-time i was married and i was working full-time and and so um it's been nice to to actually be at a place be in a ministry where that's my job and that's uh, my focus and i'm not uh, and I'm not trying to balance uh, 15 different other things uh, with it. And so right. I can actually set time 
and like this is my time to go to the church and this is my time to work uh, at ministry and then while I'm there I can set aside more time that I that I work on my schooling uh, that I can do my homework and then that usually frees me up and so I can do a normal like nine to five or eight to five and do uh, church and school uh, at the church and then go home and then uh, that's when Alec usually gets home around uh, five and so then we can um, just have a normal night together mm-hmm. and uh, so I mean, time management is is obviously the the best way to balance it. Now I'm not the best uh, user of time management. Um, I can struggle with that. I can uh, get distracted or or uh, do more ministry things than school, and then then that balance gets thrown out of whack. Mm-hmm. Or I can do more school than ministry. Or I can just want to be a bum and stay home with Allie and, and do different things and watch TV. Um, and so it's. Uh, it's just discipline and I'm just learning how to develop that discipline more and more and more as I get older. And, um, right. Once I get older, everything just falls into place. Right. And it's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's how that goes. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's a process and it's, it's difficult, but, um, I think I know how to do it. It's just doing it now and, uh, trying to stick to it and follow that plan. Okay. How, how has, um, I know when we're hired into these roles and positions, we kind of put an emphasis and focus on the fact that you're hiring me, mm-hmm. not my wife, mm-hmm. right? And so there's expectations you have of myself as your uh, pastor, Pastor Mark is, is hiring him as the pastor. I remember that was a, a question and a point of emphasis is that, yep. you know, it's it's me that you're bringing in, not Amanda, not Julie, mm-hmm. um, but they're also our partner yep. and our um, you know, our life partner and, and help. And so I'm just kind of curious, how has uh, Allie been used or uh, influential in, in your ministry there uh, at the church? Uh, and just kind of how, how cool has it been um, being able to do ministry with a spouse as yeah. opposed to uh, doing ministry uh, just by yourself, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's been a joy to have Allie. Uh, she's a great compliment to, to my skill set. Um, she tells me if my ideas are good, and she tells me if my ideas are bad. And Whether you so, want to hear it or not, yeah, right? Yeah, and but, it's, but it's we so helpful. This, wives, thank you. Yeah, We've, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been so helpful. Um, I mean, we're, we're doing the youth room right now, and she's uh, up there painting trim and uh, and just being a help. And I hate painting trim, and so I'm I'm glad she's willing to do that. Um, I have to paint the brick wall, so that's also not fun. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's just good. Um, when she when we first came though her her first uh her first act as part of the church was to sign up for the nursery schedule though so uh, there's also that that we have to balance uh, but no, was she, that strategic on your part so that maybe it would satisfy the fact that you don't have any children yet that maybe it was- yeah it was uh, I think it's I think it's backfired um, so there's that. <laughs> any announcements you want to share on uh, no no, no, announcements. Okay. no announcements no announcements. <laughs> Just clarifying. <laughs> this probably is not the medium to make that out. For you four people. Now you know. Well, I mean, and it's pretty much our, our, our wives. And yeah, it really is. It's just our family. Or something, you know? so, there you go, Mom. So there you go, parents, family. No news. No there, news. There you go. No yep. news. Yep. In case you were wondering. You heard it here first. Yeah, right? No news. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's been... It's been good, and it's been really uh, encouraging to see her grow in ministry. And uh, being at camp this summer and being around uh, Rochelle Visser, I have to give her a little bit of a shout-out. And just 
um, seeing Ali interested in, in how to develop uh, mentorship and, yeah. and seeing her uh, seek to, to grow in the ability to mentor. And I know Rochelle has been a big part of that, helping her uh, do that. And I've seen growth in her life in those instances. And so uh, it's just encouraging to see her in ministry and her liking ministry and enjoying ministry because like, we're, we're in ministry for the long haul. And so... It's really important. Yeah. And, and she's been super uh, supportive and... Um, yeah, it's just been good. Uh, it's been it's been good uh, just to be yeah. with her. Ministry is a a uh, strange uh, and very unique um, yeah. occupation in that sense, um, as far as you know, uh, vocational ministry, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. But um, that you know, living and ministering, you know, kind of out of your marriage is is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, husband and wife that are not on the same page uh is going to the ministry is going to have problems yeah, yeah. It, it can't be this is just my thing and i'm bringing along my family for the ride mm-hmm. or the wife can just disconnect from from mm-hmm. things it's just not how it works like uh it's too it's too interconnected it's, yeah. it's too ingrained it affects it affects you know obviously the the pastor but then subsequently it's going to affect the church yeah for sure and so you know it it's 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 not extra pressure on on a on a wife to to you gotta you gotta have the the same passion but i mean mm-hmm. it is to say if if it's not there if you're not on the same page then then this probably isn't the place where god has you yep. to be to yeah. be working at, at the moment um because if if that if you're not on the same page, then that that's going to be a problem. It's gonna it's gonna affect uh, a lot of things. So yeah. thank God that she's on yeah. on board yeah. and, and things yeah. are moving forward. Yeah, Paul thought it was necessary to include uh, a little thing on family when it came to qualifications of the pastor. Um, yeah. That uh, I mean, I think it spoke more to you know kind of being uh, the head of your home and, and having your home in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would kind of read into that a little bit that you know having uh your family on board with what you're doing is is part of that that if they weren't then i would certainly say that you maybe our home isn't quite in order then yep. um, and so we, we certainly need to be on the same page there um, but uh, we talked a little bit about schooling uh, a bit about family there uh, let's talk about uh, the ministry that god does have you in over there at Ottawa Center Chapel, uh, give us a little bit on the experience that you have. Uh, your uh, your title's associate pastor, yep. um, but you have emphasis in youth ministry. Yeah. You just talked about uh, redoing the youth room a little bit. So tell us <laughs> a little bit more about uh, youth ministry over there in uh, that environment on the west side, and uh, also uh, maybe a little bit of of you know how how did that transition go from being involved in ministry over here. Over there, there's some of maybe the differences that that you're noticing being, uh, you know, the the, the uh, head honcho of yeah, the youth ministry yeah, for sure. versus uh, internships. Just kind of give us a general. I think what, what Pastor Mark said earlier about uh, you don't know what's going on behind the curtain until you're behind the curtain. And so I being here at the internship, I was uh, somewhat behind the curtain. Um, but then. When, when you're the guy in charge, everyone's looking at you, uh, what's this going to look like? What's uh, what's the direction? Uh, what's being taught the next Wednesday? What, what, what games are you doing? Um, are you contacting the parents enough? And so like all that falls on your shoulders. And um, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been good uh, a good year of ministry that we've had. Uh, but it's been a, a, 
a good learning time for me and there's been a, a pretty learning curve and just how how do I do this uh, what are the best ways to um, go about preparing and planning um, but yeah it's been I've uh, been uh, very thankful uh, they've been very patient with me as well um, the kids and uh, or the students and the parents um, and Pastor Bob and the board um, they've all stuck with me and uh, sought to encourage me in uh, my ministry but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a, a good time. Um, it's been fun. Like youth ministry is fun. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, running events and playing games and uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're talking to the right crew here, man. Yeah, and and um, just figuring out how to do those different things. Like I, I did two all nighters this year, and so okay, now you're they not weren't. Talk- now, you're <laughs> not, now you're not talking to the right crew. Please tell me you aren't uh, silly enough to do those back to back. No, of course not. No. Okay, yeah. Nothing I mean, no good happens. That did that once or twice. Oof. Nothing good happens after midnight, right? So I think that's true with Lockins too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I had four kids the first time, so it was, it was fun. Uh, the first one we went to, uh, the second one made a lot more, and that was a uh, lot more of uh, stress and worrying yeah. about what we're going to do and what's happening. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Um, it's just fun, and now it's been a year, and a year and some change, and now we're finally starting to to see uh, fruit of of relationships, yeah, and uh, there's been a focus of of developing relationships, and that's really what um, ministry is about, right? Yeah, uh, relationships ultimately yep. pointing to the relationship with Jesus, but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot easier to to be able to have those conversations and do that uh, with anyone uh, Mm -hmm. if we've developed a relationship with them and they know that we care how's the saying go they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care yeah yeah for sure and um and through that like i can now go and play tennis a lot more and play video games a lot more because (laughs) that's what they all do and so i'm going to them i'm going Uh, to where the the struggle is on the tennis courts Yeah. And in the video game lobbies. And, uh, <laughs> I may have to take a ministry trip uh, over your way and uh, encourage a fellow pastor and play some tennis yes. with you here soon. Yes. Um, that, that may have to happen. Maybe you can bring one and we can play doubles. There you go. One your I'll bring one of my students. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think that is a, a great uh, cross-state ministry that, that would, uh, be. would be beneficial. Yes. And uh, having roots in Kara like you do, uh, I think that would uh, satisfy as a, a work trip, right? Yeah, a that's, a, that's, a, that's trip, a business trip. That's a business trip, yeah. <laughs> Expensive. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that uh, we, we have a sanctified meal and eat at Chick-fil-A yeah. over there. Oh, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, we have, uh, just not on Sunday. Just not on uh, Sunday. We can have a nice right. little garb versus IFCA uh, a battle. I hear uh, they got a new Chick-fil-A coming at Cascade area over they, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, exciting. The old macaroni grills turn it. Anyway, um, so first year of, of pastoral ministry for you. Let's stay on topic, Chris. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, being with you it was is, was a joy for both of us uh, in watching you develop, especially for Pastor Mark, watching you develop mm-hmm. from this short, pudgy little kid, his junior higher. Into uh, a taller, to, pudgy kid. <laughs> I wouldn't say taller, pudgy kid, but uh, you know, you, you've thinned out as you've grown up and uh, you're looking good and healthy. Um, but uh, seeing you develop, this could go south real quick, so let's... 
Stay on topic, Chris. Stay on topic. Okay, you've got enough coffee in you by now. Um, but uh, watching you grow and develop in, in your walk with the Lord has been just fantastic for, I'm sure, your parents. But uh, Pastor Mark has loved that. We've had a number of conversations about you uh, behind mm-hmm. your back in a very uh, productive way. Well, I'll be. Um, and uh, it's just exciting for us. But then growing in the youth ministry here as a student mm-hmm. uh, and being able to transition into a uh, intern and start to look behind the curtain a little bit and yep. get involved with that. Uh, this has all changed and developed your impression and understanding of what ministry looks like. And so, um, I mean, you went on a mission trip and the Lord really uh, used that to, to draw mm-hmm. you to himself into vocational ministry. That changed your view of ministry. Uh, and then throughout the time here, changed your view of ministry. So the question that I'm trying to get to is... This last year, you've been the youth pastor. You've yeah, had yeah. the responsibility. You've had that uh, focus with with uh, your schooling uh, and with the practical ministry of actually doing it. So now that you've had that year, how has that changed your interpretation, your view of what ministry is, what it looks like moving forward? That's a that's a good question. <laughs> uh, we could probably spend a lot of time on this. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily changed uh, any any of my view of ministry. Uh, if anything, it's it's colored it in, and okay. so um, I kind of have seen the framework. Um, I've seen like the the blueprint of what this is going to look like, um, but now seeing um, the 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 structure actually being built on the foundation um, has been has been good. Um, seeing what ministry actually looks like um, in my life, um, seeing how. Uh, it practically looks in, in marriage um, in my life and, and just getting that uh, experiential knowledge. Uh, we mentioned that earlier too and, and just seeing what that is um, and just growing in that and, and also finding out what, what my skill set is and, and really how my spiritual gifts uh, can help help the church and help grow the church and how uh, Christ can use me in different ways and, and stretch me in uh, unique ways. And so just um, growing in that has been probably the most helpful thing. It's just, yeah, coloring in um, what ministry is, I think, has been the, the biggest thing. I don't know if it's necessarily changed anything. I, I still want to be in ministry. Mm-hmm. So if anything, it's actually emboldened me uh, to continue in ministry. Um, it hasn't hasn't pulled me back any. It hasn't uh, caused any reservations to arise. And uh, so, yeah, I guess... It's it's been good. Like I that's, I keep coming back and saying it's good, but it really has been. Um, like God has been good to me. God has blessed me in, in ministry, and uh, it's yeah. I, I can't I can't say anything less than that. Like it's it's been a, it's been a great time and a good time of ministry. Yeah, God is good, and as we learned last week, He is a good shepherd. Right. A little <laughs> plug for our uh, our series right mm-hmm. now, and what kind of brings Pete over here our way uh, that uh, he's going to be preaching on, or by the time you're listening to this, he just preached on uh, Psalm chapter 23, that uh, Christ is our great shepherd. And uh, last week I had the opportunity to preach on how he's our good shepherd. Next week, Pastor Mark's going to close that trilogy with uh, how Christ is our chief shepherd. So if you haven't uh, had an opportunity or maybe you're on vacation or missed one of those, I'd encourage you to check that out on our website and listen to that series and uh, pray that uh, the Lord will, will speak to your heart in in those. But uh, yeah, it's it's been good and God is good and it's great to see uh, how he's been good in our life and, and give him all the glory and praise for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Mark, let me switch the question over to you as well. And you're uh, concluding your first year of uh, lead pastoral ministry here. Uh, how has this new role 
changed or, as Pete said, uh, colored in the, the framework of, of uh, ministry for you? How has this changed or, or just, uh, you know, influenced what ministry looks like for you now that uh, you've had this different role for a little while? Um, yeah, I, I think coloring in is a, a kind of a, a good description of just saying, you know, what you might have seen in, in part. Now you see... Um, I guess that would not be coloring in. Maybe More it's, clearly a, maybe, focus, maybe it's yeah, a dimly, a dimly looking into a mirror dimly. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and then you see it more clearly a little bit once you're sure. there, or the black and white to color, you know, whatever, whatever illustration there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably true for me too. That that uh, the more the closer you get to it, the more you see it more clearly. So <laughs> it, it changes in the sense that you um, you understand it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you realize what what your gifts are in, in that. Uh, what you know? What areas maybe you're not so good at, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what you know? What you might need help with, or what you need to grow in, or uh, et cetera, uh, et cetera. <clears throat> I, I think it it does. Um, you know the the year has um, been a year of really depended depending on the Lord and um, believing that the scriptures have have for us what what we need mm-hmm. i remember one particular sunday um we we were opening the text and there were just some things going on and the text was the text i mean the text was the text of the week and mm-hmm. it was um you know for me knowing what you know issues were, were on the table the content of the passage was like i can't make this up i i didn't i didn't I didn't pick this passage. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, well, what what do we need to hear from the yeah. Lord today? Let me find a <laughs> passage about that. I was like, no, that that's, it's here. Like these are the words that it's saying, and it directly applied to to that. And again, these are things that certainly not everybody was seeing, but sure. you know, I was seeing, and some of uh, some of us were seeing, and and uh, it was a it was the, the the word from the from the Lord for us. Um, and the Book of Acts obviously is going to have a for our church to to have a vision for how a church grows and what God can do through a local church and the what what a local church is supposed to be devoted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that our church hasn't been devoted to those things, but but as we move forward, continuing to be devoted to to the yep. apostles' teaching, to prayer, to breaking of the bread, and to fellowship, uh, as they were in Acts two. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess those are a few thoughts. Fantastic. Uh, it's exciting to see how, I mean, we, we may know some of the things that, you know, we're struggling with or our, our church might need to hear, but, um, you know, when God sovereignly puts in order and, and I'll speak for, you know, pastor Mark here, uh, he, he's got on his whiteboard for like two, three, four months out, kind of a, a plan of where we're going in acts and not necessarily knowing everything that's going to be preached when and what our struggles or our needs are for those particular days, you know, it's it's already been assigned kind of what we're going to be in. And uh, so it's, it, it is kind of neat to, to sit back and see how that lines up with what we need to hear and when sometimes. And it, you're yeah. not planning that. Yeah. It just happens. And, you know, that's that's not of our design. That's that's God's design in that. And uh, I, I find that to be even more encouraging yeah, uh, and yeah. uh, more applicable and bring more uh, validity to, to what's being preached uh, in that right. moment. And I, I just find that uh, just I'm in awe 
at, at times to, to see how God lines those things up. It's almost like he knows what, what he's doing. You think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. So, something like that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a good I observation. I mean, there's a master planner behind everything that's going on. Wow. Oh. Who would have thought? Yeah, right? Okay, Pete, another question here for you. Um, as was mentioned before, you grew up here. You, you've grown mm, up in a mm-hmm. Christian home. You, you've got some pretty fantastic parents that uh, have there, made bed. sure that, that you were you were <laughs> raised in in uh, the teaching uh, of the Lord. And so, this is a question I kind of find interesting um, as it relates to you growing up. How has growing up in a Christian home uh, or in the church impacted your uh, pastoring? Um, you know, versus uh, maybe not being raised in a Christian home. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to ask you a positive and negative side. Like, yeah. Because uh, sometimes we can look at yeah. being raised in the church or whatever is like a maybe it's kind of a negative, maybe it's a positive. How have you seen being raised in a Christian home uh, as a positive or possibly a struggle? Yeah. Um, no, I'm extremely blessed to have such uh, such great family. Um, not not even just my parents, but my siblings as well. Um, and just being around uh, people who love Jesus and, and seeing that lived out in their lives, uh, in their marriages. Um, yeah, and my, and my parents at the, at the forefront of that, establishing that from the very beginning uh, has been uh, such a blessing uh, just to see and to follow in um, their footsteps and what they've done because uh, they're, they're in full-time ministry too, yeah, uh, just, in a, yeah. just in a different way. And Absolutely. so, uh, yeah, very blessed to, to see them uh, when I was younger and see that um, just established that this is important, this is what you need to do um, because of what Jesus has done for us. That, that's the reason. And so it's been, it's been good. Also, I mean, great teachers once I got into church, uh, I think especially in youth group, um, yeah, with Pastor Mark, like that, that can't be understated how much uh, youth group uh, was impactful for me. I just still remember uh, upstairs in the cafe going through Genesis and, and the True and Better series and just how impactful that was in my life and seeing Christ in the Old Testament. I think that was my first uh, real exposure or the first time I actually listened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We can you know, debate that one back yeah, and forth, but uh, that's a good uh, yeah yeah we we can all say that probably right? <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh, very helpful um, and so just being in a church and what well, well, Pastor Wayne did can't be understated either just yeah. the continuous uh, expositional yeah. preaching of yeah. the word uh, just so important um, and and being my parents bringing me every week uh, and instilling that discipline of coming to church was just uh, good and so uh, yeah I can't argue about. Uh, not being in the church. Um, I mean, we are called to be in, in church. We are called to uh, be a part of it. Um, I guess Christ gave himself for the church, and yeah. it's important to fellowship with one another as fellow believers. Like, we were built for community. We were built to be with one another. Uh, so to argue that, I mean, it was bad to be in church. Like, I, I, I don't know if I can do that being a pastor, especially. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> right. But, there, I mean, there are some blind spots that that has brought upon. Yes. Um, for all the knowledge that has allowed me to gain, to accrue, to, to see believers together, um, I mean, I, there's, there's blind spots in my life now to how do I minister to people who aren't uh, raised in the church. Right. Correct. Right. Exactly. That would be how, yeah, how do I connect to right. them? Um, how, do, how can I share the gospel effectively with those people? Yep. And, uh, I mean, what, what does that look like? in my ministry like how do i teach kids who haven't been uh in church all their lives who don't know all the the simple bible stories yeah Yeah. how how do we teach good bible study habits how do we how do we teach prayer Uh, how do we how do we teach all these things that seem so um normal how do we teach the the gospel the gospel isn't normal people like do we do we realize that like a man died for us but that's because 
we're terrible people. And I don't know that that message is conveyed um, in, in current uh, modern culture is that you're actually not a good person. Um, everything doesn't work out in the end. Um, we are all sinful. Um, and as offensive as that is, as counterculture as that is, um, Jesus still reigns supreme in that. And we still need to teach those things because that is life. That is life to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the good news about that too is as much as um, we need to be uh, effective in the teaching and work at figuring out the best ways to do that, you know, kind of you know, what we've kind of just made a little bit of light of, but I mean, truly like the, the spirit of God opens eyes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we don't open eyes. Yeah. And so, you know, those those weeks in a, in, a, in an upstairs cafe listening to the Bible uh, at, at that point in your life, the Spirit did that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And at whatever point for all of us that God uh, saw fit to open the eyes of our heart to see that we were yep. a terrible yep. person and we needed uh, forgiveness. Being raised in the church, we have the the blessing of opportunity of hearing the gospel mm-hmm. over and over again, which mm-hmm. you know some some of those students that that we work with don't. Um, but even when they do hear it, like it is the work of the spirit that's doing that. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I mean, as a preacher, like that is just the, uh, the silver lining of, I don't know, I'm not sure that's the right uh, wording, but I mean, just mm-hmm. saying like, no matter what happens here, like the spirit's doing it, like yeah. I, I'm not doing it. And so there's this re- re- uh, relief oh, yeah. that we don't, we don't hold that weight. Yeah. I hold the weight of, of proclaiming the message. God holds the weight of, of what, what happens next. Yep. And uh, there, there's a great joy in that yep. and a confidence sure. that you can go into it. And so, yeah, man, continue. Yeah. And I think uh, I was at, well, I was at Camp Ishwana this past summer and, and teaching them. I was, a, I was a teacher there. I was a Bible teacher there for the, the high schoolers and just having the opportunity to uh, speak to uh, kids who, who have no idea anything about the Bible who, who struggle finding Genesis in their Bible um, and it was uh, encouraging to see them pick up on, on truths that even some of my students couldn't pick up on mm-hmm. that I've had in church. And yeah, it's, it truly is the, the spirit working and it was good to see that, um, firsthand in, in those situations. Uh, yeah. And it is a relief, um, knowing that, yeah, God, you are in control. It's, it's not my skill set. It's not my talent. It's not uh, the right words that I say, but uh, it's it's truly you that that does all these things that that, that works and yeah thank Amen. thank you for that like that's Jesus. yeah that's yeah. great I mean everything that we are doing is for His honor and glory mm-hmm. and, uh, certainly should be um, and uh, we're grateful for His faithfulness to us even in the midst of our unfaithfulness to Him yeah, many yeah. times and um, but uh, God is continually faithful and continually teaching us things mm-hmm. and. So if I can wrap up our interview here uh, with a couple of questions, uh, it, it'd be uh, this. Uh, you know, what are uh, some of those things? Or, or maybe if you, I mean, it's been a year, so there's a lot God has taught all of yeah. us uh, in the course of this last year. But uh, for both of you, what is one thing, if you if you had to grab onto something that kind of stands out a, a, above another, uh, what's something that God has taught you uh, over this last year in your uh, role as a, uh, a youth pastor for this last year and is your role uh, in a, a lead pastoral role over this last year? What's what's one thing God has taught you? Age for beauty or do you want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one first. Uh, yeah, I struggled thinking about this and yeah, there are so many different things. Sure. Um, uh, but I think the, the, the 
overarching theme of this past year has been um, uh, ant-like steps. Uh, what, what does the ant do? It's it's small, uh, carries small things, but 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 uh, by a community, it works together and it it that forms great things. Yeah, and uh, like I have a small part in ministry, and I have a, a small part in the global church, uh, but I'm still asked to do my my best and asked mm-hmm. to do uh, all this for God's glory. And so understanding um, that my work is important and that I need to continue in that at, at my best ability. Um, and take small steps. That ministry is small steps. It is uh, carrying small things, literally maybe chairs or tables, or uh, having conversations with kids and students or parents or, or just people that walk in. Uh, it's the little things in ministry that, that really matter. Um, teaching and preaching are important and cornerstones, uh, but building relationships and building community and building friendships uh, can be easily tossed aside if we don't focus on those, if we don't uh, plan for those. Uh, if you don't seek those. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Pastor Mark. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, like, yeah, I think we've shared a number of things that we've learned already. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe this, that, that, uh, I think if you're listening to this, uh, you're going to hear a little bit of this, uh, on Labor Day weekend, if you're, if you're here. Um, but one of the, easiest ways to I think for me to get discouraged is when I stop um, when I stop realizing that what I'm actually doing here is for the glory of God not the glory of me not the glory of the church not the glory of anything else that that when i get my eyes off the glory of god being paramount to all things i can become very discouraged with other things it's when i am able to and and i've had to have that experience Mm -hmm. where it's like there's there's there are things that that are overcoming or overwhelming and then you just say, the Lord reminds me, you're doing this for my glory. Mm-hmm. Like, this is about my glory, not about your glory, not about the, the church becoming X, Y, and Z. Uh, we want the church to grow and for the glory of God. We want yeah. people to come to know Jesus for the glory of God. We want to do a good job for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But, but not, not so I have a better life, not so it's easier for me, not so that there's less difficulty in my life or whatever. It's... It's if if we if we don't see the glory of God as as primary, then then a lot of other things are going to become what we're shooting at. And when we don't seem as though we're hitting that, discouragement sits in yep. really quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good. Uh, so, pa- uh, Pastor Pete, uh, you have uh, uh, a new. Um, lead pastor, senior pastor. You, you've sat under the uh, direction of Pastor Wigan for mm-hmm. your whole life and had uh, Pastor Mark as your youth pastor. Uh, they've kind of been some spiritual mentors in your life. Yep. Uh, what does your spiritual mentor look like uh, now? I mean, is that uh, your new lead pastor? You've got some profs now mm-hmm. at school. Yep. Uh, just give us a, a little snapshot of what does that look like in your life? Do you have a spiritual mentor? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think if if anyone here at this church met Pastor Bob, you'd see a lot of resemblance to Pastor Wigan, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. Uh, they both went to Grace uh, College and Seminary. They were like two or three years apart, mm-hmm. uh, so they never met each other, but they were both there at the same time, which is uh, pretty funny. Um, they're both great preachers of, of expositional of the Word, and uh, it's been really good to be underneath him and just to read books with him and discuss how ministry looks like on his context and in the local church over there in, in Grand Rapids on the west yeah. side of the state. It's been, yeah, it's been really good to be with him and just to learn from him. And he's been at that church for, I think, 20, 29 years. Uh, so it's been a while, and it's just been good to, to be with him. Loves history, too, which has been fun to talk about uh, different things in that in church history and, and, uh, and just American history and world history. Uh, yeah, so that's been a, a good friendship to have uh, with him and, and mentorship there. But I think also you guys, too. Like, we, we still meet uh, semi-regularly, at least at least monthly. We try to get together, whether... Uh, and face to face or uh, over the over uh, FaceTime, yeah. yeah. And so that's been still been good. Uh, I mean, there's close ties here with with me, and and uh, I really enjoy enjoy you guys, and you guys are good friends, and you guys are also uh, very experienced, very knowledgeable in ministry and and life. As you guys are so much, so much more experienced in life, <laughs> yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, don't need to find anyone else when. Yeah, you got what you got right here. So don't well, don't it, fix what's broken. Or it's don't. been great spurring each other on for yeah. certain. Yeah. Uh, and being yeah. iron that sharpens iron yeah. and, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, at the same time, um, you know, we do want to have eyes that are open to who else God's putting in our life to uh, to challenge us, mm-hmm. and um, you know, not just stay too focused on what we have. I, I mean, you were in jest a little bit of why you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of a thing. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, we. You know, God can use anybody and uh, to challenge us, and so we need to have eyes that are open towards uh, His teaching and leading in our life, uh, regardless of where that comes from. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly, if God's placed somebody in your life, uh, like Pastor Bob or uh, each other around this table, uh, it's good to to heed God's instruction through uh, people that we love and respect. And yep. uh, so, yeah, I most certainly have valued our time together, and even now, our time apart, being able to. Um, you know, have some other conversations, you know, mm-hmm. pop in and surprise you in your office or uh, call up on FaceTime or something and, and keep Absolutely. challenging each other has been yep. beneficial Absolutely. for all of us. Yep. So uh, last question, we'll close up shop here. Books. Uh, books. We, we, books. we had this uh, challenge of, you know, reading <laughs> like 26 books in the year and we did okay with that as, as a, as a trio. 2018. Um, in 2018 yeah that was uh, yeah. one of our goals and we did all right with that and so what does right. it look like now that we were in school and maybe i know for me my recreational reading is is backslidden a little bit uh, but uh what has been encouraging and challenging for you right. in the realm of uh reading anybody been reading anything lately good <laughs> good go good age <laughs> a lot of my books have been uh cardboard books that i'm reading board books? I, I board books yeah a lot of board books uh of late but <laughs> <laughs> well one that i don't think anyone will well they can't read it right now because it's not in print yet but uh i have a friend who's writing a book uh he is a six degree uh black belt he is a, <laughs> a master uh level uh he's actually that's actually a, a level yeah when you're called a master that's not people oh. just making up no titles star wars thing yeah or? it's it's he's, he's a master and he's writing a book called building black belt leaders it's a leadership book 
And so it's not in print yet, but he asked me to to give it a read. So I'm, give I'm it working a plug here too. I'm working. Yeah. I'm working through it. Yeah, yeah, Master Rick Rando is is his name, and I'm sure it'll <laughs> at some point be on uh, uh, on Amazon Your or something. Sponsor check will be in the mail. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> so all about leadership, and he's uh, built a very successful uh, business mm-hmm. uh, in martial arts, which seems like a pretty niche thing. But he yeah. has like over 300 students in his oh, school. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, he's got this crazy facility and it's pretty awesome. He's doing a great job. Um, as far as, you know, books for, for here, for my life, uh, uh, not that leadership isn't my life, but, um, uh, I'm reading a book called emotionally healthy, the emotionally healthy leader is what mm-hmm. it's called. Uh, Pete Sicaro, Sicaro, something like that. Um, and uh yeah it's just it's been an interesting read uh he's a little outside our circle not in the gospel but in some other areas but uh working through emotional health he basically says that you you cannot be a a spiritually mature person and be emotionally immature Hmm. and most of us don't uh, i shouldn't say that many of us don't uh quite even know our maturity level of emotional health. So um, reading through the book has, has been been eye-opening to some degree. It's been challenging, and yeah. I'm, I'm not through it yet. He he encourages slow reading through the book, not to rush it. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly taking my time through <laughs> it. But, um, for, because of that and because of you know, my own pace. But, yeah. but it's good. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm in a couple right now. I feel like that's how I always read books. Is I have five at a time. Yep. Uh, for better or for worse, I always want to start a new one. Uh, so and just two I'll pick out is uh, the meaning of marriage by Tim Keller. Yeah. Uh, that's uh one which I thought was a marriage book going into it, but it's it is a marriage book, obviously. But uh, it's more just a a broader view of marriage, uh, what marriage actually is, what the Bible defines marriage as. Um, not more, not as like like a, a help. A help bill, or a, a, what's what's that called? When a helping book, like uh, when you walk through self-help. a book, yeah, self help. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more just uh, the the broad view of marriage, not personal experiences, personal anecdotes uh, in studying marriage, uh, but just a, a good study. And it's been very very interesting. Uh, even just the first the first chapter was just so eye opening of how culture views marriage. Um, and the traditional way of culture viewing marriage versus the traditional way of culture viewing marriage and how both of those views are wrong mm. and not helpful uh, when we see gospel-centered marriages. Yeah. And so that's been some really good. Tim Keller uh, can write some books. And so yeah. um, any of his couple. books are good. Uh, the other one I'm reading is uh, Compelling Community. And we're actually doing that one as a, uh, a board. And so our leadership of our church is currently reading that one. Uh, and yeah, that's just... Uh, it's a there's some hefty chapters in there, but it's it's good quality content. It's by Dever, yeah, Mark Dever, part of the the Nine Marks family uh, over there, and so any Nine Marks book is also good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just those books and and seeing how we see community in our local church um, and giving it vernacular because I think that's one thing as our church struggles with is defining uh, what community looks like and defining. Uh, if we are doing community and if it's we're doing it well or not, and so it's been uh, very helpful as as leadership going through and and seeing what what uh, community looks like and how we can help develop community better uh, and and more in the model of what what Jesus has done. Yeah, yep. that's great. Seth, fantastic, fantastic. 
All right. Well. What about you? Any no no books? I'm the host. I get to ask the questions. <laughs> Dang, I missed that job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm honestly, I've, I've gotten out of my recreational a little bit, uh, and I'd like to start getting back into that. But I, I have been reading quite a bit. Most of it's uh, revolved around uh, preaching. And when I've had opportunity to, to mm-hmm. preach here at church and then uh, getting ready for our study in Ephesians for youth ministry uh, here starting in September. Uh, but I've, I've really, really enjoyed uh, reading David Platt and Tony Marita, who have a Christ-centered exposition. Mm. That's something Pastor Mark introduced me to, and I've since filled uh, my shelf with as many of those as I can because I, I just think that they're fantastic, really uh, pointing uh, out Jesus in the scriptures and and how the Bible is really uh, about Jesus story and how everyone all of the Bible characters that we know and read about it's really not about them it's about pointing to to the work of Jesus mm-hmm. and even our life is just as important as David or Moses or whatever it's just we're another piece to pointing others to Jesus just in a current context versus a historical context uh, yep. And then also uh, reading through uh, uh, Warren Wearsby's exposition commentary has been uh, nice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's been a, an influential guy, mm-hmm. uh, author uh, for me, just having better understanding of, of uh, Scripture, the content that's there. Uh, and so bo- both of those series have, have really been helpful. I've been reading through a lot. But uh, I'm, I'm wanting to grab another book off my shelf here that... Uh, uh, is really just more so for me to be enriched. Not that these haven't been enriching, but they've also had a, a purpose in yep. preaching or teaching. Um, but I, I, I kind of like to grab something else uh, to keep uh, me moving mm-hmm. uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a fantastic opportunity to get back around the table together with you guys yeah. in this contest. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Mark and I miss having you around, but we're we're excited for where God has you mm-hmm. and what he's got you doing and, and the camp ministry that you had this summer uh, and over there yeah. uh, at Ottawa Center Chapel. So thank you so much for coming and joining us for uh, this special edition podcast uh, as we look over what God's done in the last year of our lives. Did, did we ever answer if a hamburger is a sandwich or not? If a hamburger is a sandwich. <laughs> oh, my god. They goodness. can go back in the archives. Yeah, they're going to have to go to the archives for that one. But, uh, yeah, th- we'll leave that as the the spiritual food for thought. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but, uh, yeah. Is a hamburger a sandwich? That will have to be a question we ask God when we get to heaven, because I'm sure yeah. that's 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 readily on his mind right now to answer when, sure when we get there. So. I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.